Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, and dare I say, tormentor, when he deals with things that are painful, but useful, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim, I'm doing good. I actually, I see the sun uh, outside my window today. Really? I haven't seen the sun in a bit. And so I'm excited about uh, that. I'm excited about spending time with you today and really excited about uh, our subject today. Yeah. Before we get into this, it's not sunny here and you are in Michigan, right? Yes, I am, sir. Huh. Okay. That's crazy. We haven't seen the daylight. I, yeah, I wore shorts yesterday. I walked outside. My kneecaps were squinting. They haven't seen the sun in so long. So good. Well, hey, I, I understand. I remember I said the word tormentor, and this is why. No. Uh, there are things that happen in painful situations that create good things. We don't like pain. We're Americans. We want distractions. We want medicines. We want, you know, uh, things without consequence. And I, I'm, I'm for a lot of those things. I have a toothache. The lauded is delighted. I, I'm, I'm happy to have that help me. But some pain is a useful pain. And with that, why don't you introduce us to pod number 191 here? Sure. The title is called Making Friends with Failure. Um, And Jim, I grew up in an environment where failure was embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, It was it was hidden from and uh, and and in many cases was almost had this fatality to it. Almost it it was almost almost fatal. It it really was the enemy. Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, when you failed at something, uh, whether it would be sports or academics or relationships or whatever that was uh, growing up, it was an invitation to self-abuse, to questioning my my ability, uh, my worth, my future. And and in my my environment, winning was everything. And and losing meant, you know, you were a loser. Uh, And and I wonder um, if I'm alone in that growing up. I don't know, Jim. What do you think about the subject? I, I think it, yeah, it's going to be more familiar to guys our age than maybe the the millennial generation. One of the complaints the millennials have when they talk to me is, "Your generation made us all get trophies." You you can blame us because that's the way we are, but you're the generation that made us that way. But our generation, our our fathers went to war, so yeah. second place meant you were a Nazi, not an American. I, there there was no no room for second place. And, you know, I know there's, there's war and then there's baseball and then there's politics, but, you know, I I think the men that raised us winning was extraordinarily important and failure was a weakness we couldn't afford. Um, You know, the world changed and we raised kids maybe a little bit differently, but yeah, I I think, I think when somebody says what I learned from failure, you know, I I think, I, I think nobody said that 30 years ago, no one talked about their failures because to fail was to be weak and to be a failure, not, not to have failed, but to be right. know, a failure. Yeah. It's like the Vince Lombardi philosophy, you know, where yeah. winning is the only thing. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's all about winning. And and so yeah. I'd like I'd like us to focus our time today on on maybe reframing failure and, yeah. and why I think it's so critical to our leadership. Yes, um, it is. Yes. So I've got like four or five things here I'd like us to unpack together, if that's okay with you, Jim. Great. Uh, Hit us. Yeah, here's the first one. Uh, failure is not the worst thing that can happen to us. Yeah. 
Um, it's a poor response to failure. That's the worst thing that can happen to us. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, when, when the organization we lead fails to meet its goals, uh, I think often our first instincts or reactions to that, Jim, include the following. There's, there's fear, yeah. uh, you know, like, what if this is a trend? You know, we start to, we start <laughs> to project into the future, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't take long for catastrophic thinking to kick into full gear. Um, right. So I think fear can be one of those instinctual reactions to failure. Guilt uh, mm-hmm. can be, you know, like, you know, I should have worked harder. How could I have miscalculated this goal so badly? Um, I can't let anybody know we've yeah. missed the target. Uh, and so I think guilt is one of those. And then I yeah. think maybe one that comes a little bit down the road after some failure is despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. am I ever going to get this right? right. Are people going to find out that? I'm fraudulent as a leader. And I don't mean fraudulent mm. in character. I mean fraudulent right. in ability. <clears throat> right. So what do you think about this first idea that it's not the worst thing that can happen to us? It's really our response yes. to it. I, I, you think about it, if this is your attitude as, as the leader, what's happening in your team? Mm. You know, what happens when you say to yeah. you know, a youth pastor, a, a music pastor, some, some quantifiable department, and a goal is set, and whether it was people or numbers or dollars or programs or whatever it is, and, and you fall short of that goal, I, you know, if, if you're someone who's performance-based and mm-hmm. driven, and, and with that comes all the negative things as well, you're, you're going to track that, you're going to keep that, or at least you're going to abuse those who aren't that way. There's a lot of good things, like you say, a lot of good things can happen, even though the goal wasn't met, you know? Right. Uh, I... I I, I want to say this the right way. I, I have two sons. Um, neither of them were planned. Things, things failed that we had placed, you know, in the path of being parents. Um, but I will also say this. Wow. You know, look, look, what, if we trust God, then there's no such thing really as ultimate failure. There's just learning opportunities. There's, yeah. you know, change of direction, opportunities for faith, opportunities for growth. So I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think people that go, oh, we, we missed our goal. How do we hide this? Create, yeah. Creates a, a lack of trust with your organization, with your team. I yes. think the mandate of success or else is, is not a kingdom mindset whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. we, it, it takes away the, the process. And it's a beautiful process, growing, learning, maturing. You know, that's a beautiful process. And I think that leads us to the next uh, thought I had around uh, reframing failure or making friends with failure is that failure really can be a great teacher. Sure. In in our life. You know, I I believe pain is probably our best teacher. Yes. Uh, I think think failure is a close second. Um, And and there's several things I had in mind with that one, Jim. You know, I think failure really clarifies to us what we can and can't control. Yeah. You know, like outcomes. Uh, let's, for example, let's say you set an attendance school. Let's say you're a pastor and you set an, yeah. an average attendance goal for the year and you didn't hit that goal. You, you were short of that goal. Um, I, I think that one of the, one of the teaching moments that comes out of that is how little control you have over that number. Yeah. Yeah. 
next to no control. Uh, yes. I tell pastors the only the only the only people you have control over who shows up on a Sunday are people who are paid, you know, yeah. to yeah. to be there. That's your control. That's it. Um, <laughs> and and so I think failure is just a reminder of yeah. what what's outside of my control and what I need to lay at God's feet and trust yeah. Him for. Um, yeah. Here's another one. Fail. I think failure opens our eyes to adjustments that we need to make. Always. Yeah, I agree. You know, for the long-term health of our personal life, our professional lives, that um, that when something doesn't happen as we expect it, it's it's a, it's an opportunity for us to take a step back and assess. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, what have I been missing, or is there is there an adjustment in strategy that needs to happen here in order to respond to this? You know, and I have air quotes going for those of you who are listening. Yeah. Failure. What do you think about that one, Jim? I'm interested what you think about failure being that like clarion signals to say, hey, there are adjustments that we need to make. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you use the example of, of congregational growth. I, I, I think one of the, I said this the right way, but make sure the goals you set are actually God's goals, right? Mm. Because I, why, why would God yes. bless your imitation of what you're supposed to be or your imitation of somebody else, not bless you in what you're supposed to be? Not everybody's supposed to pastor a mega church. Not everybody's supposed to pastor a, a small, uh, you know, family room congregation, but, but we are, we are called to what we're called to. And so I, I think the guy that, that quantifies success is in, like, it better be God's numbers. It better be God's goals. And That's not great. just the, well, you know, those numbers are souls. I, I get that. But we, we also know the other side of that can be pride, insecurity, yeah. a sense of arrival, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. I, I've met uh, lots of numerical goals through the year, through the years. This, this is what I've learned at the end of each and every one of them. It's like turning 18 years old. I, I was 17 years, 364 days yesterday. I'm 18 years old today. And nothing has really changed in me. I, yeah, yes, I can go to Ohio and buy a beer in 1972 or whatever, right? Y- yes, I can join the military. Yes, I'm registered for the draft. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not different because of the number of days that that one day did not make a difference in my life. Other than it was a milestone of some sort. So I setting those goals. And, I, and then I think the second thing, back to your question of, of, you know, failure being this thing that really helps us fine tune. Yeah, be, be careful how you define failure. But certainly if the, if the Great Commission is you know, making disciples and the great commandments, loving God, and loving people. And we're not, we're not meeting those goals, those non-numerical goals. Um, then yeah, I, you know, why? That's a tough question. Isn't it? Like, why are we not making disciples? It is. And I guess I, I want to put those two things together and say the church has grown in seating capacity, but it hasn't grown in sending capacity because maybe our goals were not to make disciples, but to fill our buildings. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the case, but I am saying if that is the case, God help you if you succeed because yeah. you failed and, and your and here's my air quotes here. Your, your success is actually master failure, you know? Yeah. So, so really I, I think always analyzing, always asking questions, letting the pain of failure ask you the questions you didn't want to ask before the pain occurred. I, I, I think all of that is brilliant. And I, this is not a plug for converge, but I, but I think again, it's good to have an outside person, uh, a consultant, a mentor, a tormentor, a, somebody who who has a broader view to say, these are my goals for the year. What do you think? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. a couple of questions get you to why you set those goals to begin with. 
And that can actually expose a lot of unhealthy things that even if you succeed, you, you don't succeed. You just, you just masked failure for yeah. more year. That's know? really good. You know, I think the starting point is really, you know, you said, are these God's numbers? Are these, were yeah. these God, God, God goals, yeah. so to speak. And I love that as a, as a starting point, because, you know, there, Jim, there is a fine line between, um, holy ambition and selfish ambition. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so we need, uh, the help of the Lord. And sometimes you're right. We need another voice in our ear, uh, asking us some good questions. I think, I think a couple of yeah. things, uh, uh, one other thing about failure being a teacher is I, I think the road to success, whatever success looks like for you, if you're listening or watching today is, is paved with the lessons from failure. Um, it's my, my contention that leaders who bear good fruit have learned how to reframe failure in, in, uh, their life. Uh, you know, it, I think sometimes it can, if we're not hitting the target, we're not crossing the finish line the way we had hoped. I think it can help us locate weak spots, uh, in our organization, uh, maybe spots we've been neglecting or or organizational atrophy. Uh, that really require our attention and care because it is so yeah. easy. I think Jim is a leader to uh, be paying attention to things that are going well, and we should, and we should rejoice with that. But sometimes we forget there are these other parts of our organizations that we're not paying attention to yeah. that are starting to get weak or they're starting to yes. atrophy. And and I think sometimes a setback can help us take pause and reflect and this has happened to me many many times yeah uh, over both in the pastoral role that i had and with inside of a church and then you know with converge coaching so i think failure one way to think about failure is what am i going to learn through this god what are you trying to teach me yes great question and 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 so i think that is a good way to respond um I think here's a third thought I had, Jim, that when we properly respond to failure, it really increases our resiliency mm-hmm. as leaders. Um, in some ways, I think failure is the crucible where the fruit of the spirit is developed or enlarged mm-hmm. in, our, yeah. in our life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you talked earlier about how our response to failure can affect our team, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that if, we demonstrate in those moments where the organization is seems to have not, you know, achieved what it had hoped. Um, it's an opportunity for you as a leader, for me as a leader, to demonstrate steady, faith-filled yeah. leadership, yeah. <clears throat> and that communicates volumes to our team. Yes, as well. Yes, um, I, I think failure teaches us things success can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to learn, we're going to learn things through stubbing our toe that we yeah. wouldn't learn when we're riding the wave, so to speak. Yeah, right. What do you think about that third piece, Jim? Well, I, as, as soon as you said that, I, I come back to the thought, you know, our mentor, tormentor, and it's a joke, mm-hmm. but it's not. It, it, it's a joke in that you wouldn't hurt a fly, John, but it, but it's not a joke in that you you won't waste pain as an educational moment, right? Because right. it, 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 it refines in some ways defines our lives. So that I, I agree. I think that their pain is so necessary and we as Americans don't care for it. We yes. will turn the channel um, and, and some medicine is good, but sometimes we just take a pill 
because of a small ache, you know, mm-hmm. that really didn't need a pill. It needed to get off the couch and go walk a mile, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll distract ourselves. We'll, but we don't want to deal with painful things. And I, I do think we're, we are declining an invitation from God to grow when we yeah. just choose not to think of it, deal with it. Um, you know, so I, I, I know as I'm, as I'm hitting my, my late fifties, my greatest pains now are the things I didn't deal with in my thirties, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's my, my, uh, hernia surgery or my, you know, my lower back or my, I'd say what, man, if I knew I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself, you know? And, and I, I think it's true in our leadership, right? If you're going to be there a long time, you are going to privately and publicly fail and, and, and teaching your team that, that failing doesn't make you a failure. It makes you ask better questions. It makes you grow as a leader. It gives you a reason to back up three steps and get a good head of steam and hit the wall again. But it, right. it, it doesn't mean you quit. We, we don't, we finish these things as leaders. We don't quit. We find a new way through the door or under the door or around the door, but we, we don't right. quit. Yeah. Let me, let, let me give you two more thoughts, Jim, because I know yeah. we're going we're button up here against yeah. time. Um, reframing failure, I think, requires us to understand or acknowledge that we will never bat a thousand as a leader. Yeah. yeah. You are going to swing and miss. Yeah. It's going to happen, and it's okay. Yes. Uh, you know, missing isn't an indictment <clears throat> of your your leadership. Uh, right. In, in 2022, Converge Coaching had the best year we, we have ever had by a mile. And I got a lot of questions last year and even into this year uh, when you know, people ask me, how, how, did, how did you guys do that? Yeah. And I said, here was my answer, Jim. It was a long one. Yeah. But it, yeah. here's basically what I said. It, it was the culmination of nine years of consistent effort. Picking ourselves up when things didn't things didn't go as planned, experimenting, learning, failing some more, while and this is important, while all the while believing that God had still called us to this effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you throw all over that the grace of God throughout the whole entire journey. Yeah, we would not have experienced what we did in 2022 without all of the above, especially when we, like I said earlier, we stubbed our toes occasionally. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I've heard it said, you know, every overnight success was 10 years in the making. Yeah. And, yep. and, and so there's this, there's this resiliency, there's this consistency, there's this effort that you put in every day and you don't always do things the right way. You don't always get the right results. But because you're called, you keep yeah. at it. You keep you keep showing up yes. yeah. in the morning and 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 putting yourself uh, to work. Um, and so I, I want to encourage you. Uh, listen, leadership is not about never uh, missing it. It's no. not about no. it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about uh, learning from the things that didn't go the way you had hoped they had gone. It's remembering your calling in your life. Look, the results that you're getting today are not um, are not an indictment. They're not a a calling into question of the call of God on your life. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I how many sermons do you preach from your successes? What you learned 
when you succeeded versus what you learned when you failed? Um, yeah, I would say 85% are yeah. from what I failed. Right. Yeah, the, the best things we'll ever say probably come out of the things yeah. we learned, right? The book of Psalms, I would imagine the, the back work on the book of Proverbs, you know, comes out of seeing what works and what doesn't work in, in our yeah. lives and in others' lives and then and then teaching it. It's, yeah, that's beautiful, John. Can I just say one more thing, Jim, and then I'll have Please. you wrap up? Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when you set organizational targets and you don't hit them, it's okay to admit that that hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Right. You know, yeah. welcome to humanity, man. It hurts when you get yeah. disappointed. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would just say this and encourage you, if you're listening or watching today, learn everything you can, make the necessary adjustments, yeah. try to figure out what the next best step is, and forge ahead. And don't be afraid to include your team yeah, in this. Right. Because right. It's, it's my belief that they want to pitch in and help. Yeah. And so, yeah. Jim, failure can, it can crush you. Or it can propel you. And I think the difference between those two is how you and I as leaders react. Yes. It happens. So that's what's on yeah. my mind with, this, uh, with episode 191. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, I know because I listen to Craig Rochelle's podcast, he must listen to ours. I assume he's a regular listener. And he says that people would rather follow uh, a leader that's always real, not always right. And, and mm. I, there's such that this is sign off for everything is really encapsulates to some degree we've talked about today. You don't always have to be right. You don't always have to win. You don't always have to meet, meet your goals before you're a leader. In some ways, being being real through these things makes you a better leader, not yes. a worse leader. So God bless you, our dear watchers and listeners. Um, man, I, I, I hope you know that Converge is a safe place. I hope you know that John and I and the team are safe people. I hope you know that we kind of have that Vegas covenant. What happens at Converge stays at Converge. You know, that there's no, there, there's no, uh, you know, we, we, I, I know that John is probably the most discreet friend that I have. We can be talking about somebody we both know well, and I'll have no idea he's talking about that person as he gives me an example. He's that discreet and that, that filters through the organization. If you'd like to talk about what you're going through and how to process it, I, I sometimes it's just that that place you it's a living person but you know it's never coming back to you that what you said in confidence will stay there then let us serve you that way let our team be a part of your team and we hope that you'll consider us as you look towards the future and uh, if nothing else we'll cry with you or if you're giggling we will laugh at you too because it's sometimes sometimes our dumb mistakes are the best stories right so god bless you we're cheering for you it's tuesday you haven't quit we're proud of you. Keep going as you continue to lead from alignment.